Hello! Welcome to Why Not Both, the podcast all about how our multiple passions and interests shape our identity and our lives. My name is Pam Schaefer, and I am a musician and therapist in Los Angeles, and I also happen to be your host. This podcast is produced by Laura Studeris, and for this season, we've partnered up with Under the Radar magazine. If you like what you hear, you can hang out with us on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at WNB, the podcast. And if you really, really like what you hear, please support us on Patreon. We are under Why Not Both podcast. When you join our Patreon, you get a whole bunch of really cool behind the scenes stuff and you get to chat with us. And that's pretty awesome. Thank you so much for your support. And I hope you enjoy our interviews. For this episode, we got to chat with the legendary Rufus Wainwright. It was an absolute pleasure, and I hope you enjoy our interview. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm doing a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- that is what I surmised. Um, my name is Pam, and I'm the host of Why Not Both, the podcast about doing a whole bunch of things, so it's rather appropriate. Great, great. I'm excited. <laughs> so, hi. Tell me about all the things you've been doing. Oh God. <laughs> um, well, I, I am doing, well, tomorrow, I guess it's gay pride month starting out. And, uh, tomorrow I have a single coming out called Technopra, which, which is a uh, sort of a dance single, mm-hmm. uh, that I did with a DJ friend, uh, Zen Freeman, um, oh, and Fred right. Falk and, uh, and and that's 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 I, I haven't done a lot of work in the dance, you know, techno dance world. So so that's uh, that'll be interesting. And then then I also have the Judy Project, um, which yeah. is I'm 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 doing a, a concert from from um, Capitol Studios uh, of of that of the famous Judy Garland you know concert or 1961 concert, which I did I've done a few times over the years, yeah. and uh, but we're doing it with a little a little combo in, in the studio that Judy often recorded in herself using her actual mic. <gasps> and uh, oh, that's, yeah, that's exciting. And then, yeah. And then we have, uh, and as guests, we have, uh, I'm, well, Kristen Chenoweth is coming to sing with me and my sister, Martha. And then our guest sort of audience member is Renee Zellweger. Oh. And uh so we were, we're talking a lot about, you know, our, our, our shared love for Judy Garland. And, and then I have, you know, gigs coming up that I'm getting ready for. Oh so we're back out on the road. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting talking to people during this like transitory time of like, now we actually in a way like reboot our lives. Um, which is very strange because we get to be like, well, what do I want to include in the reboot? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm feeling at the moment uh, a, a, a sort of a longing for um, the way things were uh, with lockdown, where you know where it was, it was a lot simpler. I mean, I, of course, I don't, I, I don't want the, I want the pandemic to be over, and I, I know it's been very hard for a, a huge amount of people. But that being said, um, it, there was something to be to be said for 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 for, for the simplicity it brought to life. <laughs> yeah, you know? I was reading an article about that exact thing last night about how it's like obviously we don't wish the the death and destruction and whatnot but it was like 
kind of the slowing down that we were able to have and like the consideration of what we yeah. actually wanted to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I look, I don't think I, I'm just hoping that we learned from that and that there is sort of more of a kind of conscientious effort to slow things down and be more um, you know, just less frantic about the world. And 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 I think in a lot of ways with, with Biden as president, it's easier to do that because he's you know, it's nice to have an old guy who's <laughs> 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 kind of like, you know, taking his time. <laughs> that is so funny we're like okay at least we don't have to worry about a crisis it's just the low simmering yeah things as opposed to oh my god what fire do we have to put out right now yeah 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 what Definitely. were some of the things i guess like from lockdown life that you enjoyed because it has been interesting to see like what things people want to take with them like what do you think you'll bring with you from your time in lockdown? yeah um well i uh let's see i i did start to work out a lot um uh, I, I, I'm in LA, so that's sort of that is is a is a vital part of the, especially in, in West Hollywood, that that, that kind of um, culture, <gasps> especially the gay culture. So I I I I, uh, I kind of thrust myself upon that uh, that uh, ethos, and uh, and I and, and it, it helped up to a certain point. You know, I've got I've got I'm now at the sort of dietary threshold. <laughs> <laughs> As as a yeah. fellow WeHo resident, I also accidentally got uh, what my friends described as like quarantine buff. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that was great, <laughs> but it only it only goes so far. Right? After the age of forty five, you have to do a little supplementary, whatever you know, a dietary thing, because it is you know it, you know it's whatever. I'm not twenty two anymore. So 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 that's good. Um, you know, also just spending a lot more time with my kid, our kid. We. <laughs> We have we have a ten year old daughter and and really you know every night just having dinner with her and and uh, and having that and really enjoying just the regularity of that and the um, and sort of the low just the little the little treasures you know that uh, yeah. that that's when life is so busy you 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 can over you can overlook. What's that going to be like? Does she come with you on tour? Or? Occasionally, yeah. No, I mean not not I'm not touring in earnest uh, until really the fall i mean i have a few shows in the summer in, in europe but the, it's it's pretty spread out but then yeah when the fall comes she'll come occasionally but i i really have to fashion my my whole touring schedule to suit her needs i mean we we share custody with her mom so so mm-hmm. there are there are you know windows where i can you know shoot out and stuff um mm-hmm. if i was a full-time parent it would, it would be another story but uh but uh but yeah so so we're, we're gonna have to fashion something yeah soon because those routines are so important both to you and to your kiddo like those are I don't know about you I have family memories of like that my parents would try and make sure that we would at least eat like one meal all together every day it was usually dinner yeah yeah no we do that we we do that and uh you know I drive to school every morning and often I pick her up as well and that's you know certainly living in California that's a major sort of ritualistic yes you know tradition you know the drive the drive to and fro and and, and listening to music and uh-huh. podcasts you know <laughs> so introduce you so, uh, so yeah um you know not yet i have to be honest because i've introduced her to a lot of stuff she's really taken to you know 
uh, the, the, the kind of classics. You know, she loves Tina Turner. She loves Dolly Parton. She loves um, Dionne Warwick. So, so she's you're the rhythmic. So she seems to be kind of gobbling up what I what I have to offer at the moment. I'm sure that'll shift at a certain point. But she's ten, you know. So I can't wait for her to surprise you with yes, Jesus. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I mean, obviously you are cultivating amazing taste in her, but I was like, oh, just wait. Just wait until she's like, dad, you can't believe what yeah. I, I have to play this for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm excited for that too. Very much so. Oh, what was it like? I guess like thinking about different kinds of music, what was it like working with someone in the dance world? Because that is a departure. Um. Yeah. Well, I, I, it wasn't, I mean, I would, it was a lot of, fun because especially considering the way I usually work which is very very um, immersive very very uh, clinical uh, repetitive you know I tend to rewrite and rewrite and then rewrite again whether it's lyrics or melodies I, I kind of that with the dance world it's much more ephemeral you know and, and mm -hmm. direct and so they would just send me tracks and I would just sing something on top that I thought was um catchy and, and in most cases I seem to to uh, you know come up with something that everybody you know responded to in a positive way so 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 we'll see you know we'll see uh, maybe maybe I'll just do that for the rest of the time <laughs> if it's a huge hit or something but uh, I you know I don't know I, I've learned not to hold my breath in, in that in that kind of arena well and it's fun to experiment. Like, yes. some, it sounds like you took that time to be like, hey, I'm going to try something new, like totally. Like yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I, I have, I've always run the gamut, you know, between, you know, writing operas and now uh, writing top lines to dance tracks. So it's sort of, yeah, I guess I just like to keep uh, my tentacles activated. <laughs> That's a good life motto. Be like, so what did Rufus say? Well, you know, he did mention we should keep our tentacles activated. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. We do have them. We do have them. We may not see them, but we have them. <laughs> oh, we all have them. We all have them. <laughs> oh, my God. I was talking to a friend yesterday about uh, career trajectories and, and writing and connection with, like, the muses and whatnot. And it's interesting that now you're doing top lines. Whereas before you're like, so I did opera before. And you're like, yeah, now I think I'll do the top lines for dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. I, I will. And I, and then I'll return to opera. And then and, and the road in between there is, you know, littered with other types of... Um, types of activities especially in in Hollywood I mean because whether it's working like I just worked with uh, you know Bear Bear I can't I think it's Bear McCreary I don't know if you ever heard of him he's a uh, he's a very very successful uh, TV score writer and um and he also does music for video games and mm -hmm. whatever and he's hooked into the whole television and video game world which uh which is sort of a combination of everything, you know, uh, when you think about it, and 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 that's really centered here. And then, then of course, you know, we live here in Laurel Canyon, and you know, Joni Mitchell is up the street, and mm -hmm. you know, so there's like the folk, the folk legacy, and and uh, so yeah, it's a, L.A. especially is a good place to keep, you know, to 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 vi vi variety. Variety is king here. Yes, it's a very. I mean, I'm biased because I'm from here. Um, 
but I do really like that you can kind of really be or do anything and make it up as you go along here. Yeah. They're, pretty, they're very exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't necessarily always pan out, no. <laughs> but <laughs> but 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 you are definitely encouraged to uh, attempt yes. stuff. Yes. How is that? Because were, yeah. were you in New York prior? Well, I was. I was. I was brought up in Montreal. Oh. In Canada, and then and then I was actually born in New York, brought up in Montreal, went to New York initially, kind of failed miserably um, in the downtown scene in the nineties. Just what I was doing was not at all conducive to that atmosphere, mm-hmm. and then got signed to a major label, DreamWorks, mm-hmm. uh, which doesn't exist anymore, but it was a big label at that time, and got sent you know got shipped off to hollywood and um and 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 sort of found my fortune you know and and did uh and made my mark here uh for a few years mm-hmm. early in my career and then and then subsequently returned to new york and watched as all the you know naysayers just genuflected <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh and wanted you know a piece of me and and uh Proceeded to live a kind of an interesting 20-year New York life and, uh, you know, speckled with London and Paris. And uh, but now I'm back in L.A. I think a lot about how place influences people's work, particularly when we've been quite accidentally either stuck in a place that we didn't want to be or or stuck in a place where we did want to be, frankly. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I know L.A. No, L.A. definitely delivered for me. uh, uh, and uh, and it was sort of uh, I think what I did what, what, what I, and I was even I wasn't even aware of this but um, you know my ethos my the genre that I was kind of heading towards was was more related to kind of a West Coast uh, philosophy you know people like Brian Wilson or Van Dyke Parks or mm-hmm. you know um, more psychedelic more kind of um, Harm, harmon, harmonistic and uh, and also chord based work as opposed to you know uh, you know edgy dark New York stuff so which I can do that as well if I need to but but uh, but I, I've definitely more found a home here. Well, and it strikes me it what you said made me think of like the writer of the song Nature Boy who quite literally lived in Griffith Park. Yes, yes. No, I've heard about him. I've heard about him. Uh huh. And. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, and there is, I definitely do feel that out here, there is more of a kind of, um, there's more of a sense of uh, disbelief or a sense of belief, I should say. Uh, belief in the disbelief. Yeah. <laughs> in the sense that, uh, you know, like like it's it's not as defined and, and people can kind of like hover about and, and, and live in this sort of dreamland for a second and, and 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 that can be dangerous, obviously. You know, some people never get out of that cloud. But 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 it can also be incredibly innovative and 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 you know, quintessentially American in a lot of ways, much more than New York. Trying to explain my city to people who haven't been here, who have only seen it in the media, is often really strange. And I just say, oh. Yeah. It- it's like the jacaranda trees and they're like what does that mean and i'm like yeah. you just have to experience it it's beautiful and strange and ephemeral and it's going to get stuck in your bike tires yeah yeah <laughs> very good good very good well i personally i mean for me 
for me in terms of LA, what I actually believe fundamentally though, is that, and you know, and, and this was last night, this was uh, once again, um, hit, brought home to me is that, you know, cause I'm watching a lot of old movies with, with our daughter, you know, we're, we're kind of educating her now in, in sort of classic cinema and, and you know, I, you know, fundamentally, uh, the greatest Western culture was centered here for a good 30 years um, in terms of movies, you know, and, and what those those studios produced and the kind of innovation and the and the, and the sheer, you know, glorious nature of, of, of those creations is so it's still so powerful and so palpable. And and in my opinion, you know, the kind of the great renaissance. Of, of of this country more so than you know uh, you know whatever the beat you know the beat generation in in new york in the 50s i mean those are all amazing periods but i don't think anything quite tops hollywood <laughs> worldwide <laughs> oh my gosh and i love that you're sharing that with your daughter and even like in speaking to you how much you bring her up it's really interesting to me interviewing people about like particularly their identity at this time that prior when I would interview artists, I noticed that not a lot of people talked as much about uh, their relationships or their, or their children and things like that. And that's one thing I've noticed really shifted. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I mean, I mean, arguably, yes, this pandemic has been terrible. I think this, this pandemic has been terrible for kids uh, and their kids, but like who are in their 20s, you know? Yeah. or 19 or just you know about to go to college that i don't i don't see much um positive uh, um outcome from uh, they'll have to kind of recover from that but for little kids eight years old nine years old it's kind of been amazing <laughs> you know to really have to be with their parents yeah. um, most of the time and to, and to really get that attention and get that kind of um that proximity so i think they'll they're they're going to be a very um I don't think they'll be too spoiled either because, you know, you know, it, it is a lot, it is also arduous, you know, to have to be around each other all the time. And you have to like, you know, you have to, you have to evolve yes. <laughs> both the parent and the child. Yes. You have to learn so much about being in close proximity because it's yeah. kind of, like when you were talking about touring, then you have to learn how to negotiate with adults, but it's so different when it's like negotiating with your child and it's like, yeah. how do you person around each other um, that much? Yeah, yeah, no, totally, totally, totally. And I love that that is, that part of that is sharing the magic of Hollywood with her. I was just like, oh. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, la la yeah, no, last night we watched, the last two nights we watched, um, we watched Lost Horizons, mm -hmm. uh, which I don't, uh, and then we watched, um, I don't know if you've ever seen a movie called Dance Girl Dance. Amazing movie with uh, Lucy Gilball. And, uh, and it was actually directed by a woman. Uh, I was going to say that was directed remember. by one of the yeah. first female directors. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. And I'm, I'm uh, blanking yeah. on the name, but I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. Didn't it yeah. have like, different queer subtexts in it? And that was one of the main things was it was a female director with the queer subtext in her movie. Yes. And she was definitely, I mean, I don't know if she was a lesbian, but when you look at pictures of her, I mean, she looks like, you know, Gertrude Stein or something. Yes. I should find out what her name is. Hold on. Oh but it was. Uh, I'm blanking on her name. I used to tutor and a student of mine wrote a paper on her. So I'm like, yeah. I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, yeah. And. Uh, 
Yeah, no, but it was, it was yeah, and there's a lot of um it's definitely what's fascinating about it as a movie is that it's uh D- yeah, Dorothy Asner. There we go. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Dorothy Asner. Ars Ars Asner. But uh is that is that there's a de- there's a there there is a marked difference in terms of how kind of the relationship is is translated between you know the sexes yeah with, with this movie um it's really it's it's so stark i mean how how uh how unobjectified the women are and how how how, how multifaceted and that and, and you know and that's and that is a problem with hollywood movies certainly you know that women are are turned into these um objects and stuff but but that being said i don't know it's still I don't know. There's still <laughs> when I think when everybody there's something there's something with the with how everybody worked together, you know. But uh, the, the you know the art department, the 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 screenwriters, the, the the directors, the lighting, you know, it was all it was this like perfect work of art. It was very like kind of Wagnerian. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it sounds like you said like how you usually work, where you have this. You were describing this almost like meticulousness about your work that sounds very. Okay. Yeah. Like working in the dance world but that would make total sense given the films that you're describing i was like oh yeah that's really congruous yeah 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 i don't want to say that dan- the dance world aren't meticulous I, I think once it's really once i come in and just throw in the top line that it's it's a little more breezy so <laughs> have you it's a really random movie have you seen the movie the court jester the court jester no i haven't <gasps> when, when is it from Times past. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The court jester. Okay. It's a Danny Kaye movie, and I remember watching it with my mom, and I loved it because of what you were talking about in regards to like particularly gender role yeah. things like that. In the movie, like, yes, it does have a male protagonist, but it also has a female protagonist who, like, yeah. kind of is more competent actually than yeah. the male protagonist. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Um, yeah, Elf okay. has a young Angela Lansbury. Yeah, I'll check it out. I'll check. Wow, I'll Amazing. check it out. Yeah, I'll check oh my it God. out. Yeah. yeah, I'll check it out for sure. I'm like, I want to know what you and your daughter think of that. Because yeah, like, okay, it's so cool that you're watching those movies with her through that lens as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Watching and, she, and, and, with, and it's also, I have to say, watching that with, watching with, with her, I'm struck at how, how fast she can read them as well in the sense there are, there are some that really don't last, that don't stand the test of time, and, and that my daughter can just be like, that's a ridiculous person, you know? <laughs> Especially like with Marilyn, with, with Marilyn Monroe, because she's a huge Marilyn Monroe fan. Uh-huh. Um, and but she, you, she could see in which Marilyn Monroe movies like there, there's kind of the good Marilyn and then like the the kind of useless Marilyn. Yeah. And uh, and she and she can make the differentiation, which is good. Yeah, and the fact that you're able to witness that and hold space for it because yeah, I think it's really yeah. important. And yeah. then I wanted to sh- I wanted to show her the Misfits the, the other night, but my husband wouldn't let me. He thought that was a little too old, <laughs> a little too a little too mature for a ten year old. You know, a, a movie about getting divorces in Reno. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, <laughs> it's casual. I don't. <laughs> What my parents' rule was, was that I could watch or read anything I wanted, but if I didn't understand it, that was my fault. Like, I couldn't. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah, know what yeah, your parents' yeah. policy was, but that was mine. And so there was definitely stuff that I watched that I was like, probably yeah. didn't watch on the yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's, got, it's gotten a lot more intense now for little kids, what they can watch. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, 
it's 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 a pretty deep it's become a pretty deep pool over there <laughs> oh my god well and having access to the um, internet like i was basically, yeah. i was whatever they keep renaming my micro generation um yeah. to the whatever we are i'm the i'm the digital analog changeover so like i didn't okay have okay have really little um yeah yeah so that must be very interesting raising a yes. person who has yeah who has it all yes <laughs> yes how has that changed, I guess, like how you ended up working artistically? Like, has that influenced you at all? Like being, being a dad and also like yeah. around like a tiny person who's taking it. Yeah. Well, 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 I mean, the tiny person thing, that's, that's, you know, the verdict is still out on that. I don't know. I, I can't say that I've come to any strong conclusions. Uh, it's kind of just pay as you play sort of thing. But, um, but I will say though, that before the pandemic, um, you know, I had a very negative view of technology and the internet and all of that in, in general. I was, I was an iPhone. So I was, I was really, really very, I was a real curmudgeon about the mm -hmm. whole thing. And, um, but then once the pandemic hit, I, you know, I, I had no choice but to, you know, uh, unleash, you know, my, uh, my, my life into this realm. And, uh, and now have a much more holistic view of it. I, you know, there's good things, there's bad things. And, and I have to say, I, I, I have actually um, really, really um, uh, profited a lot from, from, from technology and the internet. And so I, I have a lot to be thankful for. And I, and I, I can't afford to be so um, poo-poo-ish about it anymore. <laughs> oh, well, what so, did you find yeah. that you ended up enjoying? What surprised you? Well, it doesn't. I mean, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the communication with my fans. That you know, because I, 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 so many tours were canceled, and then uh, you know, and I did shows here for my living room and made some, you know, made 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 a living. You know, didn't didn't laugh all the way to the bank or anything, but but was able to set up a, you know, a, a fair system and uh, and and also broaden my 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 fan base. You know, a lot of people yeah. discovered me over the over over the over the pandemic so i so it was it's, I, I didn't sort of wallow in obscurity which was nice that sounds lovely i've talked to i mean personally i've, I've talked to now your your person number 78 that i've met from uh, living room <laughs> <laughs> i feel like a deli line at like <laughs> like bay city delis where they're just like 79 a godmother uh. <laughs> now I want a sandwich. Um, <laughs> it's, been, it's been really, for me at least, it's been really eye-opening that like, like you could meet people in this way. And obviously I was like partially raised on the internet, but like yeah. it's been now everybody is on the internet. It's not just like the yeah, internet people yeah. who are here, it's everyone. Yeah. Um, and so that's so cool that you got to like be exposed to new people and how, yeah. I guess like, how are you communicating with your new fans now and what's different about the people that you did find during the pandemic yeah yeah no it's uh no i'm we're very fortunate um here at our in our household because because yeah we were able to survive and and, and also uh make new friends and but now we're ready to come back back though <laughs> it's, uh, the party's over we gotta go. i have to also go and do this other thing now unfortunately i have to run Oh my goodness. But, yeah. Um, it's a packed day. I really yeah. appreciate you taking this yes. chat with me. No problem. No problem.
Thank you again for listening to this episode of Why Not Both. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to like us and subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform. You can also come hang out with us on social media. We are at WNB the podcast, both on Instagram and on Twitter. This season, we are brought to you by Under the Radar magazine. Under the Radar is a nationally distributed print, music, and entertainment magazine and website. You can find them at www.undertheradarmag.com and feel free to support them on Patreon. Extra special thanks to our producer, Laura Studeris, who is literally a rock star. Thanks again, and I look forward to seeing you next episode. Oh, 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 oh,